0: Grab your coffee. It's time for an episode of Chit Chat with the Queer and Creative. I'm your host, Melissa Da Silva. Hello, Chit Chatters. I hope all of you are doing well. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you join our Facebook group, Chit Chat with the Queer and Creative, and you will be a part of a community that is centered around being inclusive and supportive and engaging, and you can share your wins there, and you can even share some of your struggles if you want. And always know that we are giving out virtual hugs. And speaking of hugs, my guest today, Rick Clemens, is one of those people that I have met that anytime I see him, I just want to hug him. We first met online when I was recording my first podcast about four years ago, Pride Connection. And he was one of my favorite guests then, and he still is. Over the years, we have continued to run into each other at other podcasting events. You know, back when we were all able to meet in person, there was such a thing back then. And he always reminds me of an uncle that everyone should have. I enjoy talking with him, and I'm sure you'll be able to see this when you listen to this interview. Now, Rick Clemens is a coach, a motivational speaker, an author. He's the author of. Frankly, my dear, I'm Gay, and the podcast host of Life Uncloseted, which I have also had the honor of being a guest on. So make sure that you head over there and listen to that episode and all his episodes. So I hope that you enjoy my interview with Rick just as much as I always enjoy talking to him. Hello, Chit Chatters. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Chit Chat with a Queer Coach I am so happy because I have somebody who I feel is like my long-lost uncle, Rick Clemens. Now, this is the second time you and I have had a podcast meeting together. We met about three years back on my first podcast, Pride Connections, and then you and I ended up bumping into each other throughout conferences and stuff. So I feel like we're kind of family at this point in time.
1: Of course we're family. I mean, hello, we're both queer. We're both coaches and therapists and podcasters. We, we both are addicted to podcasting. So, of course, we're family. She, I'm the uncle, you're my niece. So, I like yes. that. Yes. I love that.
0: So, so, Rick, you are a coach. You're an author. You have several podcasts. Is there anything that you don't do?
1: I'm actually a coach for another company as well.
0: No <laughs> Coaching way. Coaching speakers,
1: yeah. So no, the the only thing I don't do right now is I don't get enough wine in my system these days. So, mm, uh, mm. but we're we'll, we're working on that. We're working on that. So don't they deliver oh, it in
0: California? <laughs> well, it,
1: so here's the irony, Melissa. I actually live in wine country. So mm-hmm. when we moved here, we had been to this area a couple of times and we knew there was lots of wineries in Paso Robles where we're close to living, but we never knew in San Luis Obispo where we moved to that there were wineries in this little town. Mm. And so we moved in and my husband had to go back to LA for something right after we moved here and he hadn't been gone five minutes from the house. And like, suddenly he's texting me like, Oh God, don't tell me had an accident, whatever. He's like, did you know, there's like wineries, like three miles from the house. I'm like, you go girl. We know what we're doing this weekend. So, um, so interestingly enough, I used to speak on a lot of stages about LGBTQ stuff and everything. When I moved here, I'm like kind of stepping it back, need to just focus on some other stuff. So in addition to everything else, I also have a wine consulting business that I work with wineries on employee engagement and, customer service. So no, Whoa. there's not much I don't do right now. So, that's
0: pretty yeah. impressive. So yeah. you have a very full schedule right now, it seems like.
1: I do, except all the wineries were shut down during COVID. Oh, yeah, so yeah, And I'm not really wanting to hit them up right now because they're all trying to figure out what is next because we're reopened at least right now. Knock on mm-hmm. wood, knock on wood, knock on wood. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting. And that comes from what a lot of people don't know about me is I was in the hospitality industry for years. And so before I came out, I was a nice little hospitality guy, running hotels, food service stuff. So it's in my blood. It's in my genes. Mm. And that's why when I moved here, I thought, "This, yeah, let's see what happens if I want to kind of go do that. And I love wine. Mm -hmm. And I got a couple of gigs pretty quickly. And now I'm just kind of the wine slut that walks around telling people how to treat their customers and their employees. So.
0: For me, I don't think I have the palate for wine because it all tastes the same to me. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, just tastes yeah. like my grandma's and, jug and that's wine. Such a,
1: yeah, and that's <laughs> such an interesting thing. People are like, oh, you spend so much on wine or, oh, is that, you know, it's whatever makes it work for you.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yes,
1: there's the sommeliers and things like that, but wine is such a personal experience.
0: So, mm, uh, I haven't yeah. had that great experience yet, I think. Yeah, well... Maybe.
1: You just need to come out here. We'll take you around. We'll we'll teach you the ropes. And um, our mutual friend Mark Asquith. I remember the first time he came to California, and we took him wine tasting because you know Britain they don't really have a lot of wineries there. And he's mm-hmm. like, "Ah, oh, no, I'm a whiskey guy." And boy, by the end of the day, he's like, "I think I'm a wine guy." I asked oh, you, hey, that's great, I'm a wine guy. <laughs> so, uh,
0: anyway. oh, Mark, yes, he's such an interesting person. So yes. interesting. I love yes. running into him at the, yes. all the conferences. We run into him yes. at. I think he's one of the first people that got me into podcasting, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. You
1: know, and it's also interesting. I'm glad you brought up the whole how we kind of met thing because I don't know if you find this, but, you know, of course, everybody thinks that we're all queer, we all know each other, right? Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I do find it interesting at conferences, even if it's not blatantly like, okay, there's an LGBTQ gathering, we kind of are magnets to yes. each other. You know, yep. it's this weird thing like, okay, I think my, it is, the gaydar is happening. It's just such an interesting thing. I love that because that's something I think that's beautiful a lot of times about our community is we do find each other. Yes. We do find yeah. each other. Even in the places where it's like, there's not a gay person around here. I'm pretty positive And it, I'm always surprised when I'm at one of those places. And then you know me well enough. I'm not, I don't really hide being gay. It's not like mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, you know, but I casually know how to drop it in mm-hmm yeah every time I casually drop it in there'll be that person that's like oh hello me too you know <laughs> so,
0: um, and it's interesting because the last time you and I ran into each other was at a bowling alley in California
1: <laughs> yes it was yes. yes it was that was so funny yeah <laughs> and it is it's just ironic how we do this as a community
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah I, I hear some I'm sure you do too in your therapy work but I hear so many people when they come into their journey of being who they are and coming out, they're like, I can't find my people. But there's so many people in our community for everybody. You don't have to be the flag bearers and you don't have to be the party people. You can be the quiet, hey, I just happen to be gay. But you got to trust yourself to go into that process Mm -hmm. and, and trust that you can find your people.
0: Which is interesting because I realized one day I had a trans client in my office and they were talking about that they go to a certain gathering. Mm-hmm. And then I had a coaching client like a few weeks later talking about that they go to this gathering. I'm like, I think they know each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, it's two different parts of the States, like yep. one's in like Southern United States and one's in Northern. I was like, oh my gosh, yes, yeah, so we do find each other.
1: Yeah. Well, and of course we find each other online too, which is a whole other interesting experience. I recently, when COVID started hitting, I kind of went into this like, okay, now what, what's going to happen? Because I was losing clients pretty quickly and you know, anybody coming out of the closet, where were they going to go? Not Mm -hmm. really going to go anywhere, right? Yeah. But I thought, okay, stand in the space of just being of service, Rick, this just be of service. You're, you're financially pretty fit right now. Just See what you can do. So I started a couple of online groups, one for the LGBTQ community, just L- whoever, right? Uh-huh. And I started one for men over 40, because that's another one of my podcasts, and then I did my coming out men's chats as well. It was so interesting to just start to see people showing up and people building community. I just happen to be at the center of it, but it's uh-huh. been such an interesting thing to watch people come into this space and find each other and then the connections that either have been built or suddenly the other night we were in one of the groups and I kept looking at this guy and I'm like you look so familiar and I'm like did I sleep with him did, you know <laughs> was this like years ago that and then we found out that we had been at some conferences same conferences and he goes yeah I've known I've known you for a long time he goes but you know you're always that big bold energy you're speaking or you're doing this and he goes, you know, I just, and I'm like, wow, this was such an interesting space to like make that connection.
0: It wasn't Matt Maher, was it?
1: Oh no, girl. We're girlfriends. We, we know each other like big time. So um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know Matt and Matt's been on the, on the podcast too. And oh man, I love doing it with him, but I, I it's like, we're not even 30 seconds into it and he's running the show, you know? It's oh like, yes, it's It's, it's, it's totally <laughs> Matt's show by that point. But, Here's a little known fact: Matt and I are both Oklahoma boys. I was in Oklahoma for a long time too, so. Uh,
0: it seems like he's carried the Oklahoma with him more than you have.
1: Well, yeah, because I wasn't I wasn't born there, so I think there's this thing about. I mean, I was I was a native there for ten years, I guess. If you'd met me right when I left Oklahoma, oh yeah, the alls would be there, and I'd be like, <laughs> you know, girl, it's just it's just this is the way we do it here, you know. It, now, I'm California, so I have to have that calip. But every once in a while, when the wine is flowing, they'll be like, well, you all know that ain't true now, don't you? <laughs> I'm like, whoa. We had some friends over the other night. And we were having a little bit too much wine. And one of those y'alls came out, and they're like, are you possessed? <laughs> no, that's just part of my upbringing. So, um
0: Yeah, that happens to me too. If I'm around more people who are from New York or Boston, that accent does tend to come out.
1: See, I just heard it in the Boston. Yeah, the Boston. Yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And then we forget all our R's and everything's water and <laughs> we take the yeah, car.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah. it's interesting how accents change not so far away from each other. It's, it's mm-hmm. really interesting. I always think mine is the right one because didn't the people like land over here first? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: But you know, here's something interesting as, as a coach and, and you too, as a therapist, I find it. people are like, oh, so you have a lot of clients in California. Nope.
0: Mm-mm. I don't
1: I don't at all. Most of very few in fact. Most of my clients are not from here. They tend to be in the middle states.
0: Yes. I've got a bunch know. from Wisconsin.
1: Yeah. It's and not going to knock the middle states, but we know it's not as quote LGBTQ progressive, so not surprising that that's where we find a lot mm-hmm. of our clients in times and I feel I really feel for them at times because there are a lot of people who need that connection, but they can't, they can't go get it just mm. because of literally where they live.
0: You know? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's one of the great things about social media and having the internet mm. show up 25 years ago. I mean, it's just changed our whole world in just 25 mm. years, just be yes. connecting all over the world. It's just amazing. Who would have thought we'd been this far? It just blows my mind to think like 30, 40 years ago, things were completely different. Yeah, It's just nuts.
1: Well, I, I mean, this'll this will put that kind of in perspective. I hope there's some young people listening because they'll find this really fascinating. My husband and I, back in 2001, met online in a very archaic way online. So this was a site called Planet Out and it wasn't necessarily a, quote, hookup site, but you know, it was like kind of hookup dating site. And it was in the days where... You could have a profile and you could respond to profile. But when you respond to that profile, it sent you an email and you had to wait for that email to come to you and then you could respond back. And then it had to go back into the system and they had to get a notification that there was a message for them on the side.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Girl, a long I, I, dating I, process.
1: <laughs> I worked so hard to get this man. Let me tell you, it yeah. was like painful, but it was well worth it. It's we're on 19 years. So, hey, there is love <laughs> in gay life. So. I'm kind of crazy. Yeah, but.
0: I remember having to do that. And I remember showing up for the first date, and the gentleman was much shorter than he had made it mm, mm-hmm. appear. <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's so interesting. But um, it's, it is amazing to see where we have come. Some mm. of it is a little scary to see yeah. where we are, given that I think a lot of what I, I'm dealing with a lot more lately on social media confidence issues with some clients because we're so barraged with this stuff and it is an assault on who you are, mm. you know, and you buy into the, Oh, the comparisons and Oh, I, you know, you know, and of course the Adonises and the beautiful, all of that stuff. Yeah. But, um, I've, I've seen that more in the last year where it's like somehow, some way everything in some way in a session or a couple of sessions comes up like, well, you know, how should I show up on my profiles? I'm like, just want to bang my head sometimes like
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> how about you just show up that's yeah yeah the thing you know
0: but, uh, it's interesting because i spoke with somebody who you know posted pictures of themselves often and uses a filter or like changes things up a little bit and then realized that people who followed them thought that was real and so okay. they were like i'm just going to tag filter like so they know that this is not real And the engagement went so down. Like people did not want to know the truth. It seemed like they just want to see this beautiful person doing beautiful things. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, well, that kind of stinks. I
1: find it interesting too. And again, my market predominantly is men in midlife. So men in midlife coming out of the closet or guys in midlife who are like getting ready to make this big leap of faith, so to speak. And, it's so interesting to watch how they can look at something in social media and it can really, even at in their midlife. Not that I'm saying they're immune from this, but even mm. in midlife, it can have such a huge impact on how they perceive themselves. When you almost want to say, Aren't you beyond this? Yes. <laughs> we didn't grow up with this stuff. So we should like be well beyond like, hey, this is more fun than anything. But it is interesting, and a lot of times. I see it more with the guys who've just come out of the closet, mm. because the social media pieces and and the apps is how they suddenly begin to define themselves. Yeah. And it becomes their whole world. And then I I said this to a client a couple of weeks ago. I said, "Well, it sounds like to me you're letting Instagram become your new closet."
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And so, how do you respond?
1: Well, I didn't think he was going to say anything. I thought he froze, you know, the zoom freeze that we all experience from time (laughs) to time. And I'm like, okay, either it's a zoom freeze or he like just had a standing heart attack or he's like really getting furious and about to come through the screen at me. And he got really quiet. And then he said, I think you're right. I think I need to reevaluate this. And he was really quiet for a little bit. And I said, are you sure you're good man? I said, you know, I only brought that up to kind of like, let's explore where we are with this. And he said, I feel shame. I'm like, okay, well, now we're kind of going somewhere. But I'm like, whoa, where are we going here, right? Yeah. He goes, I probably spend at least three to four hours a day on Instagram. Whoa. Wow. The guy's 42 years old. Not wow. that age really matters, but it's like, such an interesting thing. And I said, And what is it that you're mostly looking for? He goes, I'm not really looking for anything. What I'm doing, he goes, And I'm glad you said what you said. What I'm doing is I'm actually hurting myself Ooh. because I get wrapped up into the comparison. Everybody else's life looks so great. And he goes, And I hear this, you know, I intuitively hear it and I get it, but I have a hard time like not stepping into that space. And he goes, In the night spiral, and then the next thing I know, it's Two, three, four hours later, and I've been literally spinning around on Instagram, and I got nothing done.
0: Yeah, so it's wow. It's just an
1: interesting space to see different generations starting to get there. You
0: know? So what do you think he's going to do to change that?
1: What he's been working on, we worked on this little, last two sessions over the last couple of weeks. First thing he did is he's like, I'm just going to shut down the account. I'm like, okay, whoa, girl. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're not saying like (laughs) cold
1: turkey, but if that works for him, which I knew, I kind of knew it wouldn't because that's not really his nature. He's a little more methodical and Mm -hmm. like, let's take step by step. So what he's done is he's literally put a timer on his phone and he started with one hour and he said, it's interesting because I know that clock's on, I'm much more aware of it wow and then the second thing that he did is he says i'm really looking hard at the things that i'm no pun intended there looking really hard at the things i'm looking at and asking myself kind of the marie Kondo, is this bringing me joy
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: like really looking at it from a very much more like intentional perspective and i was so impressed because we didn't really have much time on that session that this all unraveled to really Dive into it after that. I mean, I spend a little extra time. No, I don't cut my clients off like you're done, <laughs> out the <laughs> door, bye bye. You know, or uh, hold on, can you pass me that Venmo real quick of another, you know, whatever <laughs> for the next fifteen minutes? But it was interesting because I use this interesting little tool called Voxer.
0: Oh yeah, people yeah. People
1: can Voxer message back and forth with me between sessions, and we probably hadn't been off the session more than a couple of hours, and I suddenly got this Voxer message from him. He says, "Okay." here's some things I'm deciding to do. And he had that. I'm going to limit myself to an hour. I'm going to start looking at, you know, whatever I'm spending the time on Instagram. I'm going to replace some Instagram time with something I used to love to do, which I love to read, but I wasn't doing that. And he said, what I'm going to also do is when I feel like I'm going to reach for the Instagram, I'm going to go take a walk outside and just take a breath of air.
0: Now, that is like, a rock star client. Holy yes. crap. Yeah.
1: and And I didn't, you know, I didn't wave some magic wand. I mean, yes, we would have said, you know, normally, you know, well, what would you like to do with that? What's something Mm -hmm. that you could replace with that? Or what, what's going to be the benefit of you thinking about making a change, you know, because we want to anchor him into like, Mm -hmm. let's get to the base of this, right? But man, I was blown away. And it's been amazing to see him in the last couple of weeks, really, truly sticking. I mean, he made his own accountability goes, you know, I want you You know, I want you to check in with me each time we kind of do the check-ins, you know, between sessions. Ask me how I'm doing, how much time have I spent? I'm like, okay, because I want to do whatever the client wants to do. I don't want to be, you know, dominatrix coach. Like, did you spend this much time on, you know? But he's been willing to it. And you're right, that is a rockstar client. Mm -hmm. When When they see for themselves the desire to do the change, but it comes from them, not from... Yes, we, I, we hold the space. I get that. we we'll mm-hmm. create the space. But um, yeah, if I could clone him.
0: I know, right? And that's really why I got out of therapy more into coaching because right. I love working with those people who are motivated to change. Yeah. Like we're not digging into the past every week. We're moving forward. I understand how the past is impacting the current situation, but right. we're looking forward now. And I've just enjoyed that transition so much. Yeah.
1: I love hearing that because when people ask me, so, okay, well, but what do you do differently from a therapist? And I'm always like, well, not really a whole lot except for one thing. Mm-hmm. I kind of say one thing. I said there's others, but I'm going to give you the one main thing. I am here to take you from where you are to where you want to go and hold you accountable to getting there. And I'm not going to go dig around in the past except as it serves us to get you there.
0: Mm-hmm. Now,
1: if there's something from the past that's holding you hostage and you kind of can't get past that, I, I'm not your guy because Mm -hmm. there's some deeper stuff that you probably really do need to work for with in a therapeutic setting, you know, but it's one of the things that I I find it's really important to share that with a client from that perspective. And I have you being one of them, I have lots of therapist friends who I would gladly, you know, send somebody to if they're in the area, which, you know, is therapy, Mm -hmm. you can't necessarily do that cross state lines and all that sort of stuff. But I believe the two can actually work really nicely together in so many ways mm-hmm. and yeah, I think it's important for both professions to really paint that picture and I love when I have a therapist friend like you who kind of does both things because you bring such a beautiful rich piece to that you know and I'm like, okay, I got a coaching certification, and I put 18 months into it but I am not unpacking that shit in your head. Sorry. It yes. is not. It is not. Well, it kind of is happening, but it's not at the depths that most people. And I, I'm joking, folks. It's not shit. Trust me. I've been in therapy many years. I, I, I get that piece. Not there now. But, um, well, people
0: ask me like, how long have you been a coach? And I'm like, I think like 20 something years because right. that's a lot of what I'm doing in therapy. And yeah. I went to school for six years on this. So right, right, I think exactly. I might have some time under my belt.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I've just loved it. I just love all the different types of personalities that I come into contact with. And yeah, it's just it's just an interesting world that we get to be in, I think.
1: Well, and I I think it's such an interesting world that we're given the privilege to be Mm -hmm. in. It's so interesting when on those like very first calls or those first meetings that suddenly it's just okay, everything whoa, here we go. Everything is coming out, or everything is being held so tightly because both things are beautiful. Mm-hmm. because you can you can really see that they either really needed somebody just somebody that they can like okay i need to be able to really talk about this or i'm showing you part of what is why i'm where i'm at mm-hmm. and i think it's a powerful space and it is a privilege i always see it as a privilege
0: yeah yeah to get
1: to work with a client
0: mm-hmm.
1: because they're giving me the They're jose whatever i can't think of his last name but he's the nbc anchor on the weekends nationally and he always ends the the newscast with thank you for the privilege of your time Mm. and I remember the first time I heard him say that I'm like girl I'm stealing that line bitch
0: yes (laughs) because it's
1: powerful it is Mm -hmm. really powerful to think about even in this setting yeah you know thank you Melissa for the privilege of your time to be on your podcast what a great compliment yeah
0: yeah
1: because time is something that we all have limited resource of but yeah, we also have plenty of it if we choose to use it in the right way.
0: hmm Yeah, uh, I just, absolutely. I
1: love being in that space, and um, even just creating the time for someone—the privilege.
0: Yeah. Well, Rick, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm always glad to be anywhere with you, and I think it's a privilege. See how she's doing that, 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 that gang? She's like,
1: other. "You're done, girl. You're <laughs> done." No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, As podcasters, we know like, okay, we're on the clock. Well, I just got up. a
0: text from a client. I was supposed to be at a oh, call right now. <laughs> okay. Well,
1: that's totally cool. I love it. Miss you so much. This is, I just love what you're constantly doing. And oh, by the way, folks, she's going to be on my podcast again in just a few weeks. So Woo! watch out. We're, we're, we're kind of doing the hookup, hookup in a row here. So uh,
0: yes. Yes. So anyway. well, thank you so much and stay healthy and I you hope too. you get to go on vacation soon. <laughs> oh, we will. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to today's podcast and all the podcast episodes. You could be anywhere else, but you've chosen to listen to Chit Chat with the Queer and Creative. And make sure you follow Rick on all his social media. Pick up his book and head over to Life Uncloseted and listen to all his podcast episodes. Now, if you are looking to create some meaningful transformation in your life and you're looking for a little guidance in that, head over to MelissaDaSilva.com and sign up for one of my free consultation appointments and let's chat and see how I can help you along in your transformation journey. So until next time, keep being amazing, keep being delightful, and keep loving each other. I will talk to you soon. Love you. Bye-bye.